We welcome you to the preaching service of the Scotts Fork Christian Church. I'm Otis Clark, the minister, and we are so pleased to have you with us. This morning, I'm going to be speaking on a message entitled, The Most Important Birth. And I hope and pray that you understand immediately what I'm talking about, and that is I'm talking about the birth of God's Son, Jesus Christ. And let's read in Luke, the second chapter, and beginning in verse 1, and read through verse 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And so this morning, we are going to talk about a very, very important person, about a birth of a very, very important person. The story, the account was given, and, uh, and I think you will enjoy this, about four expectant fathers, and they were in a Minneapolis uh, hospital waiting room uh, while their wives were in labor. The nurse came out and announced to the first man, he said, congratulations, sir, you're the father of twins. Uh, what a coincidence, the man said with some obvious pride. I worked for the Minnesota Twins baseball team, and here I have twins. Then, uh, not long after, a nurse returned in a little while and turned to a second man. You, sir, you're the father of triplets. Wow, that's really an incredible coincidence. I work for the 3M Cooperation, and my buddies at work will never let me live this one down. And then some time went by, about an hour, while the other two men were passing out their cigars and rejoicing. The nurse came back, and this time she turned to the third man, who had been quiet and sitting in a corner, and she announced that his wife had just given birth to quadruplets. Stunned, he barely could reply. Don't tell me another coincidence, the nurse asked. And for finally regaining his conscience, uh, composure, he said, I don't believe it. I work for the Four Seasons Hotel. And after hearing this, everybody's attention turned to the fourth guy who had just fainted. And the nurse rushed over to his side, and after some time, he finally came out of it. And, and when he was finally able to speak, you could hear him whispering repeatedly the same phrase over and over again. 
I should have never taken that job at 7-Eleven. Well, maybe you get a little humor out of that. But uh, probably if I could sit down and talk with each one who is listening to this podcast, uh, there could very well have been when you were brought into this world uh, that there may have been some humorous things which would have taken place. But this morning, friends, uh, I feel and I hope the Lord will guide me and the Holy Spirit will guide me a grave, grave need to try to help as many as I can to understand that in the Holy Scriptures, just as we read a moment ago in Luke, the second chapter about the birth of Christ this season. And as we think about it, as the world is looking at it, it needs to understand the main reason that there is a season is because some 2,000 years ago, the Savior of mankind was born and was brought into this world. I guess to be very candid with you that I get a little disturbed, and I'll talk about that as we go along, about the way that we handle and respond to the teaching about the birth of Christ. I want us to see a couple of things this morning. I'm going to talk first of all about the time came. And then secondly, that the birth happened. And thirdly, that the end refused. Let's talk for a moment about uh, the time came. In Luke 2, 6 it says, While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. Now, I want to zero in on these words, the time came. You see, my timing and your timing may well be different from God's timing. What did you ever hit? Uh, I beg your pardon. When did you ever hit the nail on the head, so to speak? When did you do the right thing at the right time? Well, possibly maybe sometimes and then maybe not. But what I want us to see here, friends, in giving solid and substantive meaning meaning to the birth of Jesus Christ that it was not just sometime it was as the Bible says the kind the time came for the baby Jesus to be born in Galatians the fourth chapter verses four through five and Paul writing to the Christians in the church at Galatia listen to this but when the time had fully come God sent his son born of a woman born under law to redeem those under the law that we might receive the full rights of sons friends when we look at the work of god the father jesus the christ and the holy spirit is that we understand that god knew when he was going to send his son, his divine son, into the world to be born of the Virgin Mary. It wasn't just at any time. There was an appointed time, as uh, the writer of Galatia, Galatians said, when the time uh, had fully come, God sent his son into the world. God's timing and our timing many times are not the same. But we, this morning, uh, as we think about this message, we just cannot praise him enough. At just the right time, God gave us a Savior. He saved us in Jesus, and God's timing is perfect. And so we look and understand, friends, that uh, many things that will be taking place at this time of the year, this season of the year, but uh, better than any Christmas moments. However, 
is Christ himself. At just the right time, God sent Jesus to save us from sin, to save us from the devil, and to save us from hell. What a bonus, eternal life. There is nothing better, and God's timing is excellent. And then also we notice, as we read in the Holy Scriptures, is that the birth happened. In Luke, the second chapter, in verses 6 and 7, it says, While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son, and the birth happened. There's an interesting thing that uh, uh, as we think about the birth of Christ, uh, different people through the years have talked about giving birth and bringing a child into the world. And probably all through the years, years ago, many of you watched the Carol Burnett show and a very, very humorous lady, a very good comedian. And she said that giving birth is like taking your upper or your lower lip and forcing it over your head. Well, friends, needless to say, uh, it is uh, many and many and mother, thousands and millions have suffered to bring little children into this world. Sam Keene, who uh, was a contributing editor of, uh, editor of Psychological Today for 20 years, he commented, he said, I don't remember a lot of things, but he said, each of the three times I've been present at the birth of one of my children, I have been overwhelmed by a sense of reverence. It was, uh, it was quite, quite suddenly, the first day of creation, the goddess giving birth to a world. Like men since the beginning of time, I wondered, what can I ever create that will equal the magnificence of this new life? Friends, moms and dads, grandparents their greatest act in this life may be to influence our children our grandchildren for Christ bringing them into this world is one thing but introducing them to Christ may be the greatest thrill of our lives and their lives I guess friends when I think about where we are as we're thinking about the birth of Christ and in the year 2023 thinking about it is uh, we hear so so often that how important it is to be politically correct be inclusive be all of these things but especially be politically correct now I want you to just think with me for just a moment I'm not meaning to be negative but I think that what I'm about to say is very important and that is that is that first of all and I think I said at the beginning of the message that there would be no such season no such time as we have had there not been the birth of Jesus Christ and friends if you want to think about it the world certainly isn't being politically correct as far as I'm concerned is that when you look and you see happening after happening and uh, no reference at all to what came who came into the world the greatest person never has a person spoken as he has spoken the greatest friend the greatest individual in all the world and to see the message being seemingly many times completely completely crowded out by the secular thinking and the secular society for instance if you invited me uh, 
to your birthday party. And if I came, I, and I would, I would probably say, let's say the first name was Judy. Um, I would go to your party, and one of the first things I would probably say is, Happy birthday, Judy. Uh, I'm tickled to death that I can share with you, and I hope you have a great birthday, and along we could go. But I noticed that here in the city of Danville, that on the 2nd of December, which was today and next Saturday, they are having things downtown. And I read in our local newspaper that what they're doing, but saw no allusion, no reference whatsoever, whatsoever about, because it is basically a thing for children, anything about the fact why this season, why we have this season. Friends, I don't want to be unkind. You'll never hear me say, though, that to someone, happy holidays. It is not a holiday. It is the season when many, many people uh, hopefully would zero in on what the season is all about, and that is the birth of Christ. So many lessons surround his coming into the world. And I just want to challenge all of us, friends, as uh, uh, we're talking about the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, maybe all of us need to challenge ourselves to make a very concerted effort to realize that there is the teaching in the Gospel of Matthew, the teaching in the Gospel of Luke about the Savior who was going to come, the one who gives you, listen to me, that gives to every one of us the hope of eternal life. And like I said just a moment ago, it is one thing to bring children or bring children into the world, but introducing them to Christ may be the greatest thrill of all their lives. You know as well as I do that there's all kinds of money uh, that will be spent, and it's great to give, and it's great to share. But friends, we must make sure that all of that does not overshadow about the birth of Jesus Christ. I remember uh, growing up and uh, uh, my twin and I were born in our grandparents' home in Franklin County and I can remember having Christmases there, all the family would gather and before we did anything, we opened the Bible and we read the account of the birth of Jesus Christ. And so we know that when uh, uh, we're doing the right thing, friends, in this day uh, to realize we've got to wake up and see how secular our society has come uh, in dealing and how they're dealing with uh, a very astronomically important teaching of the scriptures, the birth of Jesus Christ. In Luke 2, 6 and 7, it says that while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. The birth happened, and what a birth it was. Jesus may have been born like any other baby, but he wasn't conceived like any other. And then also in the Gospel of Matthew, we read these words. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, and she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And then, friends, 
not only do we see that it was at an appointed time but also as we notice that we just talked about that his birth happened and what a prof profound happening and then there was the N I-N-N that was refused in Luke 2 7 it says that uh, and she gave birth to her firstborn a son and she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end now the words no room they sound sad don't they and uh, you know rejection is hard to take but take heart not everyone will reject you uh, my one of our preachers Steve Shepherd shares about a, a happening in his life and uh, it's uh, an organization called it's called Uglies Unlimited it was founded in 1973 the Sugarland Texas group urges society and employers to accept people for who they are not for what they look like and the ad reads Uglies Unlimited opens its doors to secretaries with warts stewardess with pimples policemen with freckles hostesses with uh, uh, bigger pardon hostess with uh, with uh, lumps uh, salesmen without teeth barbers without hair businessmen with hooked noses and waitresses with varicose veins and I could add preachers with all sorts of defects but friends what I want us to see is nice that somebody likes you somebody wants you and doesn't refuse you and even though the vast majority of the people of the world so to speak say they have a belief in Christ there are still those who still refuse Jesus Christ and friends as I think about the day in which we are living it doesn't surprise me that uh, uh, people are not thinking about Christ because I believe that wonderful and I say wonderful maybe that's too strong of a word but I'll use it Christians uh, that they're just not faithful uh, and they're not uh, really excited about sharing the hope of the world and the, the world and with this message the world with all of this hoopla is just just about in many many settings uh, pushed out the real meaning of this season of the year Many people in our world will celebrate Christmas, but they will never invite Jesus to be a part of it. Christmas is just a party time to them, time off from their work and nothing more, and they refuse Jesus. You see, friends, it seems to me that the world, people talk about it, hypocrites, is that it just seems to me that uh, the world is being the hypocrite. Actually, the world is stealing in that it is taking this particular event in the life of the greatest person in all the world and making tens of thousands of dollars off of it, making no mention uh, of Jesus Christ. And to me, there is a lot of things here that just are not as they ought to be. And even in our Christmas rush with our giving and our eating, do we really stop to meditate that years ago, in a little town of Bethlehem that a savior person who is going to speak as no other has spoken and give us a hope like no other has been given brothers and sisters even though many people of the world refused to believe and welcome Jesus as Christ and Lord 
We must not. We must remember Jesus every day. We must remember wherever we are and whatever we're doing at home, at work, whatever it might be. Let me ask all of us a question, a question, and that question is this. Do people know that you are a Christian? I read about an illustration about two people who had worked together for years, years and years, maybe as, possibly as much as 10 years, and uh, I forget what brought up the setting, and both of them said they were Christians, but when this setting came up, one said to the other, I did not know that you were a Christian. And the other one said equally, I did not know that you were a Christian. Yes, you see at this time of the year, uh, we can do just about everything. We have, you name it, and uh, it's done in the name of Christmas. But uh, do people know, friend, that you are a child of God? And if you are, friend, I know that when your days of, on this earth are coming to a close, that it's going to mean everything to you, that you have the hope of living again, that you have a hope of living with Jesus Christ. There was this particular thing was written, and I'm not sure who uh, wrote it, but it goes like this. It was the month before Christian, Christmas when all through our land not a Christian was praying or taking a stand while the politically correct policemen had taken away the, re the reason for Christmas no one could say it thought I beg your pardon it might hurt people's feelings for the, uh, the teachers would say remember 25th is just a holiday Yet the shoppers were ready with cash, checks, and credit, per, uh, pushing folks to the floor just to get it. CDs from Madonna, an Xbox, an iPod. Something was ch uh, changing, and uh, something quite odd. Retail retailers uh, promoted Ramadan in hopes to sell books by Franken and Fond. But as targets were hanging their trees upside down, at Lowe's the word Christmas was nowhere to be found. At Kmart and Staples and Pennies and Sears, the word Christmas won't even touch their ears. Inclusive, sensitive, diversity are the words they used to intimidate me. Now Dasher, now Darden, now Sharpton, Wolf, Wolf Bister, on Boxer, on Rather, on Cheney, on Clinton, and over at the Senate, there arose such a clatter just to eliminate Jesus in public, in all public matter. And we spoke not a word as they took away our faith, forbidden to speak of salvation and grace. The true gift of Christmas was forgotten and discarded. The reason for the season stopped even before it started. So we celebrate winter break under your holiday tree while you whisper your Starbucks, while you sip your Starbucks, listen to me, take much care in what you choose to say, shout Merry Christmas, not Happy Holiday. Friends, there's so much going on in the world. We're moving at such a fast pace and, uh, and we're just caught up in the secular thinking to the point it is very, very sad.
as uh, we begin this month of December. Today, of course, is December the 3rd, 2023. There's four more Sundays in this year. But friends, we're thinking about an event that is so, so important for our children to know about, to teach them as much as possible what he brought, to teach them that the greatest teachings in all the world has been given to us, as the Bible says, for all scripture is profitable for doctrine, for correction, instruction, and righteousness, to realize what uh, unbelievable person was brought into this world. Again, as, as you share with friends and family and loved ones, I hope and pray that you will not allow all of the secular thinking and all of the stealing that is going on by the secular world to distort what the message of this season is about. The Savior of the world, the one who forgives our sins and gives us the hope of eternal life. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for giving us the best of heaven. It saddens our heart to realize that we don't hear those words very much, uh, that Jesus is born. We hear the words that um, uh, happy holidays. And as I said earlier, Father, I'll never use those words because it's not a holiday. It's about the birth of our Lord. And I pray you'll help us to be thankful that you sent your son into this world, that we could know so many things, and most of all, that our sins could be forgiven, and that we could have the hope of eternal life. In his name we pray. Amen.